0: And welcome to The Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm your other host, Lauren. This is a podcast where we talk about what it looks like to flourish as we live out our purpose in the day-to-day. The mundane. The
1: good. The bad. The ugly. And laughing while we do it.
0: But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications.
1: Now grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Hi, Kelsey James. Hello, Lauren Elise. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Or I guess it's afternoon.
0: Whenever you people are listening, (laughs) morning, afternoon, night, afternoon. Whatever it is, we're happy you're here.
1: I'm just so happy to be talking to my dear friend.
0: My dear friend. My dearest friend.
1: Okay. Well, hi. The topic of the day (laughs) is long distance relationships. It is such a fun topic because. We love talking about relationships, so we are going to do a love it or leave it on date nights.
0: Kelsey, would you like to start us off? What is a love it for you? My husband and I are in a phase watching a show together, mm-hmm. and this is normally difficult because Andy's type of show and my type of show don't always intersect.
1: Daniel and I have that problem as well. You know,
0: yeah. it's a show about biking. So, it's good so far.
1: So you like a good TV? Yeah,
0: I love I love to watch shows um, together. And I really love to go out to eat to local places. Yes. I really, it's not that I don't like chain restaurants. They certainly have their place and I'm thankful we have mm-hmm. them. But if I can go local, I'd rather, I'd rather go local because I like to support small businesses. How sustainable of you? All right. What about you?
1: Um, I love a truly a good old fashioned going to the movie theater night. I love a good movie theater. I love the smell of popcorn. I love getting myself a large Diet Coke. When I walk in or sometimes diet Dr. Pepper, depending on how I'm feeling that day. And the hard thing is Daniel is very picky about his movies. So it's a special, special treat when we get to go have a just a good old fashioned movie date night and get myself a popcorn. Now, I'm really my mouth is literally watering thinking about movie theater popcorn right now.
0: It's like when they do that, I'm not into like ASMR kind of things. No, neither. either. But that popping of the Diet Cokes, how the filling up of the cup. Oh, my gosh. It gets me excited every it time. It gives
1: me goosebumps. I know. gives me and goosebumps. you get
0: the popcorn with the right, just the right. Uh, it's hard to get the ratio, right? Kelsey,
1: I'm going to drive across the street to the <laughs> Cinemark in a second. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so that is one thing I really love. And I do. I love to go to local restaurants, too. So I'll mm-hmm. second that. I'll leave it for me. I'm just going to say it because it's all on the top of my head right now. Go for it. Um, I don't like anything where I have to do a lot of activity. Mm. Um, I just genuinely love just having conversation yeah. and which is weird that maybe theaters are my, one of my favorite date nights, <laughs> but I don't like anything where we would have to do like a lot of like activity or just going and running around. You're not doing. trying to
0: do a citywide scavenger hunt no. on a date. No,
1: my parents did do that. I love that for them, but that is just not for me. I'm just, a date night is supposed to be relaxing to me. And so anything that has to do with like constantly going or doing something just does not relax me.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah. What is a good leave it for you?
0: Date nights over FaceTime. That Mm. is not it for me. Yeah. We don't do that anymore, really. Andy, my husband, is a firefighter. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there are times where he has had to work overtime or I don't even get to talk to him for, like, a long time. So, like, having to talk to him over FaceTime rather than just having him in person is my least
1: favorite. Yeah. Fun fact about, I guess, both of us. We were both in long-distance relationships for a while. Dana and I were in a long-distance relationship all of college, so for four years. And how long were you and Andy in a long-distance relationship?
0: A year. So when we met, I was working in Louisville, and Andy was finishing up his senior year. Because okay. I'm, I'm two years older than him. Okay.
1: How far long-distance-wise were you guys?
0: Not super far. So when we first met, we were, like, two and a half hours. Okay. So, like, he didn't, he didn't ask me out on a date for three weeks. Really, at that point, we were only texting. So we were, like, getting to know each other over text. How did you guys meet? We were set up on a blind date. Oh. By my cousins. What about you and Daniel? How long? So you guys were long distance for four years. Yes. And then you were in Bowling Green?
1: I was. So right now we're. Where was
0: he? He was at UK. He
1: was at UK. So he was in school at college at UK University of Kentucky. And I was at Western Kentucky University, which is about two and a half hours away um, from Lexington. Um, and that was our whole college. And then I'm like literally the worst. My friends would always make (laughs) fun of me in college because I worked camp every summer. And so, but the camp that I worked at, it was like different places each summer. So one summer I was in Nashville for the whole summer. And one summer I was in South Carolina. And so like, I was literally never home. And then I took a semester to go work at Disney World. And so I was in Orlando for like seven months. We got very used to like, not being with each other Mm -hmm. um and we both will say this when we because we started dating our senior year of high school we had met in the youth group and I really liked him and I didn't know I was like I thought I mean I'm a senior high school I was like I have no idea if this is gonna be our forever or not and and so we I was like well I really like him I don't really have really a reason to break up with him and I just kind of assumed that like naturally with us being apart from each other we would have broken up. And then somehow we just grew closer and I fell more in love with that boy and so here we are.
0: I always think it's really cool that we we met our husbands around the same time. Like mm-hmm. it was as 2015
1: each other. Yeah. when I met
0: Daniel yeah. yeah and you were in high school and I was. like <laughs> oh God. But um I just, I always yeah. think that that's so cool cuz we've been together with our spouse for the same amount of time yeah. but in it like cuz Andy and I've been married Six
1: years. Yeah, and we just had our three-year anniversary.
0: Yeah, but we've been together for the same amount of time. I think that's, I think it's kind of like a funny coincidence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so I guess with being in a long-distance relationship, a lot of challenges, of course, like any relationship has challenges. But I think specifically with long-distance, there is very specific challenges that most regular relationships wouldn't have to face or have to deal with. So what was some of those challenges that you and Andy Had or that you just saw come up more frequently?
0: I think for us, our experience was different than a lot of people who are long distance. So, like, I was 24 ish. I was done with dating at that point. I was like, I do not have the space for heartbreak anymore. And I'm tired of the dating scene. So, I, in that season of life, was only looking to date someone that I could potentially marry. And I think Andy had gotten to the same place. So by the time that he asked me out on a date, I was 99.5% sure I was going to marry him. Wow. And then when we went on our first date, the Lord had known very specifically like what I had prayed for. I found my identity in whoever I was dating for the longest time. Like, so I was being really intentional at that time. And so, like, the date that Andy took me on was literally my dream date. When we were long distance, we knew that it was with marriage in mind. So the challenge was we were trying to work on getting to know each other, knowing that we were going to be a part of each other's families, knowing that, like, we had forever in mind. And so we had to be super intentional at that time. And... Also in our season, like, it was my first year teaching, and I was getting my master's. So my time commitment was super intense, and he was finishing up his senior year, and we were just getting to know each other. Like, it was it was kind of crazy. What yeah. about you and Daniel?
1: Yeah, ours was definitely different because we were so young, and, like, I had always made it very clear. I would, honestly, we were both very independent from each other, like, We were a couple, yes, but we also, like, wanted to make sure that we had our lives outside of just being Lauren and Daniel. And um, I know we knew that we were going to marry each other probably by our sophomore year of college. I had so much I wanted to do before we were going to get married, and I had told him that, and he knew that, and he had stuff that he wanted to do and get done. And we both were on the same page with that, but the challenges with that were, like, doing the things that we wanted to do and rooting each other on through those, but not necessarily being able to be with each other during those times was really hard because we did love each other. And because, like, we wanted to see each other. Like, of course, like, I loved him. I didn't, like, I didn't want to not be with him. But the Lord had called us into separate places. And because we were not married at the time and we decided, like, we knew that we weren't supposed to be married at that time. Like, we had to balance, like, the fact that, like, we had to live our lives separately from each other, but also be able to encourage and uplift each other in those times. Like when I went to work at Disney, for example, like he was so excited for me and I was super excited, but also in the back of my mind, I was like, this means that I'm committing to like six months of not seeing him. Like I wasn't going to be home for, I was going to be in the fall season that when I went to work there. So Christmases, Thanksgiving, any type of break, like I would be in Orlando for six months and I was not coming home. There was no way around it. And so, like, having to go into that season knowing that I was probably going to – he was going to come visit me maybe once, which was, like, a long weekend, which was awesome that he did. He had that availability to come. But, like, it was super hard. Like, it was hard being away from everybody, like my family, my friends, and him. With those challenges in mind, like, we had such a good community of people surrounding us that it was, like – we could do it so much better. And we had such a good accountability from those people um, that helped us through those challenges of long nights of FaceTiming and, like, trying to catch up and our schedules working out so we could talk to each other for an hour or so.
0: I feel like that brings up, like, what made long-distance doable for you and Daniel? Like, Mm. we talked about the challenges, but, like, we decided pretty much that three-week period was when we decided... Mm -hmm are we ready to do this? Is this person actually worth doing a long distance relationship? I feel like we had that built in from the beginning because of how we met when we were long distance Mm -hmm. But with you and Daniel, that wasn't yours. so how did you guys decide or come to the fact that, you know, you were going to stick this out, that it was worth it.
1: Um, again, we were what, 18 when we (laughs) had to make this decision. So, um, Truly like I would we were like praying about it and I just didn't feel peace about breaking up with him and the only reason I had for us to break up because we were going to have to be long distance and to both of us it just didn't seem like the right reason like we were like we really like each other we find joy in being together like it was only two and a half hours so I think it was kind of like oh we're gonna try and see if this works I was a little hesitant, but I think the Lord has kept telling me, this is a new season and Daniel's never given you any reason to not trust him. So it was hard moving away, but the Lord had given us people at UK and at Western that started pouring into us almost immediately. And so we felt encouraged to keep up with each other and the distance made us grow closer. I look back, the Lord was so faithful in that situation and in that hardship Mm -hmm. of not being together all the time.
0: I think that's really cool. So like, what do you feel like if there was anything that you would go back and do differently? What would it be?
1: There were seasons of our long distance that we were not good at communicating with each other. And it was kind of like a. I was a theater major. And so I had a lot of doing things really late at night or like I was constantly busy if I chose going on or doing X, Y, Z, whatever. And I would just get really overwhelmed or if I had classes or if I had to do a bunch of, a bunch of things going on, um, it became like second, like I wasn't thinking about, Oh, I should probably make some set aside some time to call Daniel and vice versa. He had things going on sometimes that like weeks that were super busy or months or whatever. And we just weren't making it enough effort to, call each other I think we would now looking back we would probably have made it like a we have to do this like call each other at least once or twice a week just to make sure to check in on each other but that would probably be one thing what about you what is something that you feel like that you guys would have done differently
0: I think that because Andy and I were so serious pretty much from the beginning um and I was in a super stressful season Mm -hmm. of my life um, it's I mean, teaching is a, a whole beast. <laughs> it, it's a huge time commitment. I mean, I was working 70, 80-hour Yeah. Um, with that in school at least. Um, so I really didn't have much time for anything else. So me going up to see him was really difficult, and I feel like he missed out on a lot of his senior year because he constantly wanted to be there for me, to be my support, to be my rock but I wish I would have been more intentional to make sure that he was still getting to experience that very special, very brief season in his life of being in college and not having as much responsibility. What are some tips that you would tell people for like how to make a long distance relationship? I love this question.
1: (laughs) Cause I've had this question asked to me a lot um, by people that are in college in a long distance relationship or are having to do long distance for some reason for a like a short amount of time. Um I, Daniel and I have both said this so many times that aside from like our relationship being found in the Lord and like r- very heavily, we're trying to root our relationship in the Lord. Aside from that, the one thing that I think really kept us going and excited about our relationship was we were invested in each other's lives outside of our relationship. So when I would come to Lexington to visit, because my family lived in Lexington as well, so it was easy for me to come back and see my family. But also, I got to know his roommates. I got to know his friends. His friends were my friends. And I would hang out with all of them as well. And so they knew me. And I wasn't just Daniel's girlfriend. I was Lauren, their friend as well. And vice versa. Daniel, when Daniel would come down to Bowling Green, um, the, all of them knew Daniel as Daniel and not as just Lauren's boyfriend. And... We had people that were both like, and when I went to camp, when I went to Orlando, like people knew, all my roommates knew Daniel and talked to him and loved him and all my camp friends, like same thing. Like we made it so, we had to set ourselves up for that because I think one thing that can kill you in a long distance relationship is when you seclude yourself um, just in that relationship and you can so easily get tied up and, like, the fact that you're not with that person or the fact that, oh, I need to check their location and see what they're doing because I just miss them so much, which I get it. Like, (laughs) like, I get it. I truly do. Like, you sometimes just want to just have the ability to go to eat hibachi one night and just enjoy a movie together. But because you're long distance, you don't have that. But and so I get that want to be with that person. But allowing that space and allowing the people around you to kind of hold you accountable of like being there with them as well as holding them accountable, holding you accountable for keeping in contact with your significant other. And like my roommates were like, Hey, when's the next time Daniel's coming down? Like we, we all want to do something X, Y, Z. And his friends would do that as well. And I think that was one thing that really kept us grounded was the fact that it wasn't like, Oh, Lauren and Daniel are just going to go do their own thing. Like when he came down, it was a party and we all had a great time because our friend was here And vice versa. I think that was one thing that a tip that I always tell people is do not be secluded in your relationship when it's long distance. I think it can so easily become that. But I think that is a tip that I always tell people.
0: I think that that's such good advice because it can be so tempting when you've gone so long without seeing them to want to just hold them to yourself and Mm -hmm. to only spend time with them. And I didn't want to share Andy when I had him. Yeah. But in that to, like, not only to be intentional to set aside quality time over quantity time, Mm -hmm. like, to have that quality time where you're talking, where you're, like, really getting into, you know, like, knowing each other and being known by the other person and being vulnerable and just really sharing yourself intentionally um, rather than just going and doing a bunch of things and not really getting to that vulnerability. Because in order to have closeness, you have to have vulnerability, which is a separate thing. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a separate tip inside this tip. But it's like, I think that that's such good advice because I wish that I would have spent a lot more time getting to know Andy's friends yeah, and getting to to really build a relationship with them mm-hmm. rather than just wanting him to myself and getting to know their family. Mm-hmm. I think getting to know the yes. person's family is super key because if it works out, They might be your family too. Mm -hmm. Knowing whoever you're with, and this is whether you're dating long distance or not, knowing how they treat their people and how their people treat them and how they interact in that group setting is super key to Mm -hmm. knowing what it's going to be like to do life alongside of them long term. Yeah. To summarize our tips, tip one. Know their people mm-hmm. and become friends with them. Tip two would be be intentional about the time you get to yeah. Tip three would be
1: having that quarterly check in. The con of being distanced is that you don't know what's going on in their life all the time, you're not with them, and something may happen, or you know, you guys may be drifting apart and you may not really be fully aware of it. You have to have that DTR every couple of months, like, hey, are we still on the same page? Is so important.
0: I think, too, like. In that DTR, I feel like so much of it comes back to expectations. Am I meeting your needs? Are you meeting my needs? Are we meeting each other in the middle? Am I putting you first? How can I put you first? What can I do differently? Like, asking these type of questions about expectations is good in any relationship, but most especially when you're long distance because Mm. that communication is what unites you together.
1: Yes. Um, What is one thing that the Lord had taught you during your season of long distance?
0: I feel like it's still a thing for me, like what he taught me then. Mm-hmm. I look back and see the intentionality of the Lord. A lot of my friends got married before me. So I was single a lot um, longer than s- several of my closest friends. Having to go do things by myself and being long distance during that, like, time of the year or so that we were long distance. I had that independence from other people and dependence on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so once Andy became a firefighter, having that independence was super vital because I have to have that independence every three days and being intentional that while he's on shift, he knows we're still thinking about him, that he's still our priority, like mine and our son. Just because daddy's at work doesn't mean he's not a part of our life Yeah, and that he can't still be a part of our day. in some way and vice versa I feel like I'm still like appreciating him Mm -hmm. and appreciating when I do have him and not taking for granted um and just appreciation of the person that he is like he Mm -hmm. is an amazing guy like I I don't think that if you told 16 year old Kelsey that she would have to continue to go to places by herself or go to (laughs) church by herself regularly because you know like now I look back at that and say wow Lord thank you for your favor that you prepared me for that in advance because it's not a problem in our marriage now because mm-hmm. I can rely on the Lord and also trust that Andy is who he says he is whether he's with me in person or not yeah what about you
1: I think for us because we were slow distance for so long the Lord and it's such like a pivotal time of like finding out who you are your life like your early 20s when you're in college like that's your like you're trying to figure out what do you actually want to do like who am i i think the lord really taught me strangely more about myself yeah um kind of like what you were saying like because i wasn't with daniel all the time my identity was not that i was of the lord and daniel relationship my identity was not found in me being Daniel's girlfriend constantly. Like I had so many other cool things. Like I was involved in our theater department. I was leading women's ministry at Western, getting to go to Disney and like a dream of mine that I've always wanted to do. Like Daniel was so encouraging and he wanted those things for me as well. Like he pushed me to find out who I was before we committed into being in a marriage and like, Because of that, the Lord taught me so much on how to depend on the Lord and not depend on Daniel. And I know, I know that if we were in school together, I probably would have depended a lot more on Daniel and not on the Lord. When your identity is found in that person, it can become so toxic so quickly. But when your identity is found in the Lord, you're going to love your person so much better. And I think through that long distance, in that such pivotal time in my life, like my identity was found in god and so that allowed me to be a better girlfriend to daniel and that allowed me to figure out what i truly do love outside of being his girlfriend which i mean i'm just so blessed for
0: i feel like it's cool that you know we have two separate experiences Mm -hmm. but learned very similar things and i think it goes back with what we're all about here atlanta roses and on the flourish podcast is like when it focuses on the lord everything else will fall into place like he is the key he is the unchanging thing Mm -hmm. so
1: Um, we just want to encourage you today that it's possible. (laughs) You can do it. It's hard. Um, But the key ingredient is the Lord. And when you guys look through the Lord through all the hardships that you're going to face or that you have faced in relationships, just remember that if it is His will, it will be good and it will be done.
0: If you aren't in a long-distance relationship, we just want to encourage you to love on a friend who is in one. I feel like we can come alongside those people and encourage them because it is hard. And so how can we support them and step in um yeah. into those spaces and be there for them? Yeah. Amen. Ooh, well, thanks for joining us.
1: On the Flourish podcast, it's Lauren
0: <laughs> and Kelsey.
1: And thank you and we'll talk to you later.
0: Thank you for listening to The Flourish Podcast with Kelsey Darenberg and Lauren Burgess. The Flourish Podcast is a production of Lane of Roses. To learn more, go to www.laneofroses.com. Three, two,